This episode of the A Team has been sponsored by MTGIsland.com, Canada's newest source for Magic the Gathering singles. Magic 2012 now available. I think not only is the first ballot, I think he's obstinate ballot, and if he's discarded, <laughs> he should go straight to playing game for life. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the A Team podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for crimes they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal Palmyra's prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the A Team. KYT. Everybody was meta gaming against each other because we saw each other's decks. Jay Bush. I'm not gonna ask a homeless guy for a deck idea, okay? I'm gonna give the guy some change and you know probably half my sandwich. Smitty. Just completely edit out Jay Bush like out of the whole thing. Scotty. But what is it with people that live in French countries that like blue white control? Are you guys just like you have that big of a chip on your shoulder? Like what is it? And now the AT. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 47 of the A Team podcast. This is your host KYT, joined by Scott and Jesse. Jay is on vacation again this week, but uh, to replace him, we got a very good friend of mine who just finally won his uh, first PTQ. Is now Pro Tour player Alex Hayne, and uh, and Frank, someone that Scott really, really loves, and uh, I guess the, actually the podcast community really loves. Frank and wants more Frank <laughs> as much as possible. So uh, welcome, Alex and Frank. Thanks, KYT. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's like it's like the Craze A Team tonight. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, doing some. A, it's funny. I independently came up with that uh, that name. I thought. <laughs> so we're doing some cross promotion. So how how are we doing tonight, Frank? Uh, not too bad. I went and uh, O3'd at the <laughs> local uh, standard uh, tournament at uh, Fasafas. And uh, I'm building a new deck uh, courtesy of uh, Justin Richardson. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Um, for, uh, yeah, for the, the PTQ that's uh, this Saturday. Right. So the, the main focus for, for Frank and I is... Uh, this Saturday's uh, PTQ, and yeah. uh, we got Jesse, of course, brewing uh, uh, a new Type 2 deck as well, uh, and uh, Alex was just recently, you know, won a Type 2 PTQ, Scott, who's been, I think, brewing with Tezret? I have. So so I guess we'll start with Type 2, unless you have uh, any, uh, is there any magic news we want to talk about this week? Um. So the artwork has been released uh, from Innistrad containing Garrick. Ooh. So there's oh, been... Oh, wait, what? Yeah, there's been... There's <laughs> been there, okay, there has been artwork that has been released that is supposedly from Innistrad that depicts Garrick. 
Now, as we are all aware from the web comics that are hosted on the web on the mother site, uh, Garrick was apparently infected by Liliana when she was in possession of the veil, and uh, has for some reason now his magic is corrupted when he summons beasts, their rotting shells, and zombies or whatever. And so you basically see a picture of him, and he looks all, like, grayed out. And anyways, it's on Salvation, so take a look. But a lot of speculation saying that, you know, there's going to be three walkers in the block. It's going to be Liliana, Garrick, and uh, Soren in the second set, and God knows what else. So, green-black Garrick? That's quite yeah. controversial, yeah. huh? Garrick getting an STD from uh, <laughs> Indiana. That's right. It's just every... such a dirty slut. Man. It, just, it just keeps rotting off, you know? Yeah, because in the books, you know, she was with Jace before, she... right? You know, That's she, right. She, she's been doing the rounds. She's a hella fucking slut, man, but look, do you see her art? <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> she's fucking mad fun. <laughs> don't tell <laughs> I, I think we're gonna have to ask about it that uh, Johnny Planeswalker. <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna have some juicy gossips for us. <laughs> so other than that, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Gen Con and uh, Nats and all of that stuff is going down. So there's uh, lots of fun stuff to be done out there. Otherwise, we're just waiting. What the? Do you know what the date is for uh, U.S. Nationals? It's happening uh, yeah, at it's Gen Con, t- right? Tomorrow. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah, yeah. It starts tomorrow. They're they uh, they have grinders and everything going on today, even. So yeah, it's this weekend. Oh, so they're doing it at Gen Con. Yeah, it's pretty sick, Frank. That's pretty. That's pretty big, eh? Wish we could yeah, have yeah. been down there. <laughs> a lot of people are just going to like because it's Gen Con and uh, you know Magic's just a plus. Like Matt Mars there right now, and he's just like, I don't even think I care about the Magic tournament this year. I just like want to be there. <laughs> Is he and cute? like they have they have the uh, the vintage championship that's happening at the same. Oh time. yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard David Williams got his. He said his deck was worth twenty thousand dollars, <laughs> and he got it stolen. Yeah. That's oh god, god, what a baller. And he said, it feels like I just lost a pot of, you know, of card game. He lost, like, a big pot. Um, for you stoners out there, I'm trying to clarify. And, uh, but anyways, dude, he is a fucking baller, man. <laughs> if, like, one, if all, 20 grand is just a pot in fucking poker, I mean, that's fucking, he's rolling deep. Jesse, is Matt Mark cute? Yeah, well, he's he a level three. Right. yeah. Yeah, he's so, working on level four again this year. You know what he's playing? Uh, he doesn't know yet either. But I, he's either uh, he went with the intention of playing Tempered Steel, but I've given him this list, and his crowd actually was considering Mill in their gauntlet anyways. So uh, it's quite possible he'll end up running this if we can get it tightened up within the next couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know. I we'll see. Looks, we'll see. The deck looks pretty sick, and uh, I'm I'm not usually a fan of your brews, Smitty. So uh, cool. Yeah. Well, then, this then one, I this, appreciate it. This one seems this one seems solid. Visions of Beyond is the nut high. The card is fucking insano. Is <laughs> is this list uh, red the uh, red blue? Uh, this one's blue-white, and then uh, splashing either green or red, I can't decide. I think green might be correct, but, um, all that matters is Visions of Beyond's in the deck. Alex knows the power of that card. 
He won his PTQ with it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was playing Pyromancer's Ascension actually, and uh, like while I'm not wasn't milling people, I was just using the card with after like playing a whole bunch of one for ones and cantrips, and getting twenty cards into my graveyard just from that the old fashioned way. Yeah, well, even just as a cantrip, I use it for that all the time. Like, if I need to dig for a land, I'll just waste one because, like, it's still good. <laughs> like, it yeah, still like, just replaces itself instant speed end of turn. Exactly. Like, so many times you can represent Mana Lake and just play a Visions and draw a card, you know? It's with the, whereas yep. with the Ponder Preordain, you can't really keep up the, the Mana Leak. But in, in Pyro, it's, it's really good because it's a cheap cantrip early on that, like, can turn on your Pyromancer's Ascension. Yeah, and then like later on in those games where you're kind of just treading water, like you just you you eventually hit twenty cards in your graveyard, and then you draw three and you start pulling ahead. Yep. So it's exactly what the deck needs, and I'm surprised that more people aren't playing it. Yeah, I mean it's seriously it, it's only like good in Pyro Ascension and the mill deck, in my opinion. You know, maybe like a crab aggro or something weird like that. But the card is so far... I mean, it's fucking Power 9 in these decks, so... It's, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. really good. <laughs> I mean, obviously you have to play a deck where you can get the second condition, right? Because if you're just drawing yeah. one card instant speed for a blue all the time, it's not worth it. Sure, but, sure, yeah. It's very, very limited, but in the in the right deck, it's a Power 9. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, in the right deck, it's really, really powerful. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people looked over that card because they thought, oh, it's just a card for casuals, you know, it's a it's a pipe dream or whatever. Yeah, well, I think, like, at first, like, it was kind of hyped, and then it seems like just no one ended up brewing with it or didn't think anything that it would fit in was viable, and so it kind of fell off the radar, but, man, I'm loving the fucking card. <laughs> Every time I cast one, I'm just like, I don't know if I can ever play green again. But. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a strong statement. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. No, actually, that mono green list I posted is pretty good, too. But basically, Alex... Visions is like, it's, it's not Cadolfa Phoenix, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You might not be able to say Kaka when you play it, but you'll get your value. <laughs> yeah. You know why I like this list, right, Alex? Because it looks like, uh, looks like Cobblade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it kind of morphed into that. It was not actually at all the original first list. It's just completely morphed. Man, like, KYT's like an addict, right? He's like, say he's addicted yeah. to LSV or something. Oh, okay. Sorry, LSV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> Sorry, wrong, uh, wrong abbreviation. And he, <laughs> you know, and, and he's... But then they decide they're not going to make that drug anymore. Because, you know, Wizard says, no, we're not making this anymore. And uh, <laughs> and then, like, where what, where's he going to go, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do come October, KYT? <laughs> Am I gonna just have to like build the KYT deck? I'll build it just for you. <laughs> I didn't just start playing Magic when they like printed Ca <laughs> like Squadron Hawks. Oh, when you started you playing well when they printed Squadron Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, that could be <laughs> true though. So. <laughs> I Dude, as good as Squadron Hawk is, I'll be so glad when it's gone. The card is so annoying to play against. This list uh, on 60 cards soon, so our listeners uh, can take a look at it, because I know there a lot of people want to see it, because there's nothing, there's no mill, like, I haven't read a mill article yet, so. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually went to your site 
today to look for that list. <laughs> well, look well, at that. <laughs> well, thanks for the false – like, I gave you the false hope, but thanks for the uh, unique hit, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Frankie just, like, doubled your traffic today, right? Oh, <laughs> oh stab, stab. It's a sad day. Oh, no, no. I, I'm, I, like, uh, you have some pretty pretty awesome stuff on your site, you know? Like thanks, this, man. Like, you know, a lot of people are just keeping on going with the hive mind and they don't really think for themselves or try to do anything differently, you know? Your your decks may not be, like, the best ever all the time, but uh, you, at least you try, you know? Yeah, it's pretty rare that they're the best ever. Twin Pot is the closest, but no, I appreciate that. That's definitely what I go for, you know? People who don't want to <laughs> be mainstream but who still want to, like, feel like it's theirs, so... You tricked I'm, Frank. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm actually lending a uh, a rug uh, pod deck to a friend of mine on on Saturday, but um, I think he like he doesn't run like the exact uh, 75 that uh, you've yeah. posted. There's a few different variations now. I think they're all pretty good. See, uh, like I I played against the deck at uh, the PTQ and I wasn't that impressed by it. I mean. I, I like that it has the multiple angles of attack, kind of, but I feel everybody's really ready for the Splinter Twin combo, and that it just has no answer to any of the hate, unlike just the, the straight blue-red versions. I feel like I feel like yeah. everybody's just ready for everything right now. Like, I, I feel like standard is the known quantities are, you know, uh, we're to, like Valakith, Tempered Steel, various pod slash twin decks, you know, and then Cobblade. So. You are seeing a lot of success. I mean, Alex, obviously you had, you know, the ultimate success with our Master's <laughs> Ascension, you know. But I think that the lesson that we take out of that is aside from the fact that, you know, the skilled players are going to get there, but that uh, an outside of the the scope strategy is if you've got good matchups all around, is likely going to be exactly where you want to be. I didn't quite understand what you meant there. Sorry. So, so basically, what I'm trying to say is like everybody's ready for everything. So you might as well try attacking from a different angle in order to get the edge. Yeah, like, which... I think I think that standard is just so defined right now. Like you made the comment to say that, um, you know, people are ready for Splinter Twin. Well, people are ready for fucking everything in standard. Yeah, except except for Mill, which is except why except for Mill. Dude, no, seriously, every fucking every fucking <laughs> game I'm playing, I feel like every move I'm doing is like four steps ahead of everyone else. Like, the lit, Visions of Beyond is so fucking powerful. Like, nut draws consist of turn wow. one ancestral recall and basically hitting them for like okay, equate Mill to red deck wins because that's the language like most people speak. So one mana for three damage, archive trap is zero mana for five damage. Um, and uh, Hedron Crab is one mana for approximately, you know, let's say two to maybe ten damage, depending on the game. Like, it really does depend. Um, and then uh, Jace is a fifth of life every time he casts for zero. So that And he just stays on the fucking board. Like, he's like a, a Chandra times 20. It, like, your, your lightning bolt is twice as good for ha less than half the mana for free. Like, everything is just so much more efficient, but it's the same shell as Cobblade and has the same control elements. Like, everything I'm doing <laughs> is so superior, it's insane. The second it gets on the radar, though, it's not going to be what it is now. But um, So you, you play everything in Cobblade except for the removal, right? 
the spot removal. I have a, a miser day and uh, timely reinforcements, which kind of act as that role, but correct. And then six counter spells, uh, because you need some type of, uh, you know, it, uh, interruption. You can't just let you can't just like goldfish with mill right now. There because uh aggro decks are like too aggressive and et cetera, et cetera. So but yeah, no spot removal main. So I think one of my friends is playing Eldrazi Green, which I'd imagine is a pretty hard matchup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean main deck you you probably couldn't win. Like you can get in like the smallest little bit of damage, but um yeah, you you just auto folded that, but I mean that's the chance. You're like such a high percentage against most of the field that like the off chance you face the fucking Eldrazi Green, you just gotta just consider that. Yeah, just hell of, of that variance. Yeah. Oh, surgical extraction is like the only out I have in the seventy five. Yeah, it still like buys them a lot of time with uh, oh, with yeah. the shuffling, but I mean you know you can't you can't beat everything with whatever deck you play. You're gonna have bad matchups. Yeah. Yep. For sure. I mean, I find the standard format right now is kind of like Legacy, that it's really open, that you can play pretty much anything. And, like, you know, you can play combo, you can play control, you can play aggro control, you can play aggro, you can play, like, mid-range. You know, it's, you, sort of everything's open, and all the decks are, like, at least reasonably viable, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of cr- people are arguing that Callblade is, is dominant, but, I mean, I think it's really that the best players are just playing it, and they're the ones that are dominant rather than the deck. That's, I can I can agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's mostly true. <clears throat> There's a lot of good people online though with Cobblade too because they've just been playing it for so long. And the second it came back, now they're going back to it again. And it, so that's why it does show up on Magic Online a lot. But I think you're right. And those Star City metas, like which everyone copies, are so much different. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty inbred. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But uh, I think it says something when we know like. All the players who, well, most of the time, whoever, like, wins with Callblade is, like, the same names. Edgar Flores, Smagnolo, Jerry Thompson, you know. And speaking of that guy, what a stone-cold master. Oh, that was amazing! (laughs) Really? Winning both freaking events? Like, wow. So I think, classic example, his Sunday deck, right? Like, that was totally just the best deck in the room, right? Like, the most prepared deck? (laughs) <laughs> I don't like, everybody well because well, here's the thing right like as of as of uh, the previous event right it was hive mind was the story right that was the breakout everyone's starting to play hive mind more and more and more so you know how do you beat it and and basically like the blue white stone forge decks just aren't quite equipped to get there so you know what do you do so jerry fucking comes out and brings back the stifles and, like, hardcore land destructions all of his opponents along the way using Stifle, right, on fetch lands and shit. And yeah, then just, great. like, rolls his fucking hive mind matchup. Like, it was, it was awesome. It was yeah, so I love good. Stifle. But, like, he, in his article, he said he didn't, I don't think he faced it. Or, like, he said he said his, his, uh, his deck for standard was uh, was really good. And then he built his deck on Sunday for uh, like to beat the hive minds, but like they didn't, they just didn't do well and he didn't face any of them. I think I'm going to pull that up right now and look too. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Actually. Yeah. He, like, like he next level them, but like then he <laughs> didn't face any of his, <laughs> anyone anyway. <laughs> what a boss. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think at this point we could pretty much agree that Jerry could play a ham sandwich and still, like, you know, <laughs> chop it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah, true. And, and then he he did that without the buys. Like, that's what's crazy. They yeah, don't have the buys anymore. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> that's nine rounds each day that he just dominated. Nah. Like, you know, this this is a really great example for all those people who say that like magic is all is all luck it's like um just like have a look there guys like you really think those those odds like what are the odds if it's just completely random you know one player wins over another like it's astronomical right that he wins both events of like yeah (laughs) that's asked yeah if that was all luck that's hella astronomical Like, I really don't think it, the deck that he plays matters as much as just the fact he's playing way better than than, all, than everyone else. I think he knows. I mean, there's there's the playing the player bit too, right, to some degree. Like, I think he's just – I mean, he's talked about it too on our cast before, just his capacity to, to pull the sick reads on his opponent, you know, like out of nowhere, and all of a sudden be like, no, you know what, uh, no, he's got nothing. And he just knows it and just plays into it, you know. I think uh, I think that has a lot to do with it too. And I, I agree with you, yeah. Fucking bring on the ham sandwich. Let's see what it is. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a Smitty uh, a Smitty milled sandwich. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Man, if he keeps winning these things at, th- at this rate, you know, maybe, like, at some point he starts handicapping himself to make it fair. <laughs> I'm going to play with 40 <laughs> cards. Or fucking 80. I'll come with an 80-card deck. Yeah. No, he'll, he'll play, like, you know, some... some... Like an event deck, he'll play the event deck, right? He'll be like, "Yeah, Stoneforge Mystic, turn two. and his opponent will be like, "Judge," you know. And Jerry's like, "Don't worry, my deck list is legal." <laughs> <laughs> Sword of Vengeance <laughs> up your ass. Tear up flare husks. <laughs> Alex, tell us about uh, your weekend. How how did it go? Like, um, well, obviously it felt great to finally win one, right? It did, but it did. Uh, did you face anything interesting uh, during the Swiss rounds? Well, um, I played like I played a lot of against a lot of twin decks. I mean, uh, I played against Tempered Steel round one, um, Twin Pod round two, and then Cobblade uh, round four, and then the rest of my matchups were all against tw- Blue Red Twin. Wow! Until the top eight, yeah. Like I think there were a lot of blue red twin players uh, at at that tournament, and it just got hated out like like crazy. It seems like a big thing in Ontario or something. <laughs> like this blue red twin. Like I remember remember what the last PDQ that we were both in where Sammy T brought his version with with other people playing it. Yeah. It seems like you know there there's a lot there. I haven't seen that many like in our metagame unless I'm like more. Yeah. And I don't know what to expect this weekend. <laughs> well, I think it's just that Jonathan Medina's a, tr- a trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's like, man, this guy went five and two or whatever with 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 this deck. It must be good. <laughs> so were were the were the Swiss rounds really tight? Did you have to really? play super tight to, to make sure you had the edges to, to give your chance the best, like to give yourself the best chance of winning or were they fairly easy matchups or did you, did you cheat at any point? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Um, but I, I, yeah, I did feel, I feel I had to play pretty tight. I was playing like 
tight I think all the tournament time is. It's still making mistakes, but it's really hard like not to make any mistakes. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'd like to talk to anybody who doesn't make mistakes and say, uh, so did it really take you seven days to make the world? <laughs> but, uh, like, uh, I mean, I, I was playing pretty tight. I, I definitely wouldn't recommend the deck to like someone for someone who just wants to pick it up. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, you know, I was, friends of mine were like watching me and, you know, I was making totally different plays than they would make just cause I'm really familiar with it. And, uh, you know, every ponder, every preordain, like, I know what to put on the bottom, I know what to put on the top, and, like, you know, how to, how to keep it. Like, I was actually playing the deck online the other day, and uh, I was I paired against Valakut in the in a round, uh, and game one, like, he was stuck on lands for a while, but I was just, like, not drawing anything, so I just kept into the roiling all his battlements and then killing them with bolts and bursts and stuff. So it got to the point I'd used both my call to mines, and four bolts and three bursts, so I only had one burst lightning left in my deck to kill him. And so I had to get all four of my Pyromancer's Ascension active and burst lightning him kickered to kill him. But he was playing main deck Nature's Claim, (laughs) so I I had to get him to tap out for a Titan by tapping out myself, so he would tap out, play his Titan, and then I'd untap, play all four Ascensions, get them all active the same turn, (laughs) burst lightning kicker him for 20. And like you know, I don't know. I don't know if someone like you know who's who's never played the deck before, or whatever, would you know would not be able to do that. And you, there's so many wins that come like you know out of nowhere, where you're just like seem like you're so far behind, and then oh look, you know, pulling ahead. Uh, and the, this the Splinter Twin matchup, like you also really have to know how to play that because it's 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 pretty hard. You have a lot of cards that you know are not great in that in that matchup in game one, and like I feel like I pl- played pretty well. And uh, and I what mean, did you I face in the top eight? I ran above average. Uh, in in the top eight, I played against the Bant Birthing Pod deck. Right, uh, right, right. First of all, who was playing like the Soul Sisters combo with yeah. life gain guys, and he was playing like you know one um, what the uh, white white uh, creature that removes uh, artifact or enchantment. Uh, Relic Order. Relic Order, yeah. And uh, and Phyrexian Metamorphin, you know, so that was his his plan to gain infinite life. Like, we were actually presented with deck lists in the top eight. Like, you know, each match we'd we'd see our opponent's deck list, and uh, that that changed things a lot. I had to, like, quickly look over his deck list of one-ofs and, like, memorize everything that there was there. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, like, my deck list is, like, all four-ofs, right? So it's it's a lot easier. So I wasn't I wasn't sure though who it, who it, who was advantage from that. I think maybe I was because you know knowing what he can possibly get with his pod at different mana costs is, was really valuable. Yeah. So did you have that like sitting beside you at all times? The deck list? No, we we had we were allowed to look at it and then we had to give it back. Oh, okay. No, because if we had it be beside us, it would be like way easier. But I had to like look it in, figure out, remember what was there. Like, game one, I actually lost to him top-decking his one of Acidic Slime, which was pretty brutal. Oh, wow. Yikes. But, uh, like, he was he was not making optimal plays. Like, uh, I don't think he remembered that Vengevine had an ability other than Haste. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And the the funniest, though, was game two. Like, I'm, I'm pretty dead. I have an active Ascension, and I'm, like, playing Call to Mine, returning Call to Mine, and a Burn Spell every turn to, like, deal with his horde of creatures. And he's he's got six lands in play. He draws. 
you know, his two cards in hand now after his draw. And he, he thinks for a bit and then he plays Nature's Claim on my Ascension. So I Manalik can get a copy and Manalik again to his five lands. So it's countered. And then he plays his other his next la- his land for the turn, untapped land. It says go. Like if he plays that beforehand, I'm 100% dead. And I don't oh, want that wow. to beat you. Wow. So I don't know. Tiny, tiny things. Like, you know, that I, I felt I ran pretty good there. <laughs> I would say yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have that run goods definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everyone does. And uh, in the top four, I played against uh, Rich Owen, who's one of the best Canadian players I think, mm-hmm. from certainly historically. But he's been better known for being amazing at limited. I think like he's top thirty-two every limited pro tour he's played, or something ridiculous. Wow. Like it's just staggering, you know. And uh, anyways, he was playing Mono Red, which is a pretty good matchup for, for Pyromancer. Just like straight out burn, or? Well, I mean, with, with creatures, he was playing Furnace Scamp, uh, Goblin Guide, and okay. Grim Lavamancer, and Chandra, uh, as Phoenix. Isn't, uh, isn't, Frank, aren't, aren't you, like, uh, completely <laughs> undefeated in Limited? Like, aren't you better than Rich Owen at Limited? Because, like, your record's better? It's 100%, isn't it? In the Pro Tour, yes. Yeah. Pro Tour Limited, Pro Tour Limited, you're a hundred percent. Yep, definitely. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> but what, what's your? How many matches of constructed have you ever won on the Pro Tour? Uh, that would be uh, zero. <laughs> but you had the buy. The buy counts. Yeah, I had the buy. Yeah, got, got there, man. Man, I remember when I was checking up on you, Frank, and uh, the, the Pro Tour, and, you know, it's like you, you had round one bye, right, or something? It was round two. Round two, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, sweet, Frank's 1-1 one, one now, or whatever. And it's like, and then Nick told me, it's like, yeah, his win was a bye. And I was like, oh, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, we were rooting for you. Just, you shouldn't, I don't think you played a good deck. Shouldn't have played that Death Cloud deck. It wasn't like it wasn't my like I wasn't good enough to play it at that time, you know. So uh, Frank, uh, you're you're coming down. So obviously, Alex, I, uh, you're obviously coming down. Frank, did you uh, qualify for uh, Nats this year? Or are you going to grind in, or where are you at? I'm not uh, grinding in. I'm uh, I'm celebrating my mother's birthday that weekend. Sweet. So are you going to celebrate it by coming down and playing cards with us, or are you going to do something with the old bat? <laughs> oh, the old bat. Is that a Canadian term? <laughs> <laughs> well, not in my part of Canada. <laughs> no, uh, I'm uh, I'm staying home and uh, kicking back, basically. Well, you're a good son. Yeah, I am. <laughs> it's too bad we're we're gonna miss you. It's gonna be one hell of a fucking party out there. I tell you, <laughs> shit. Are you are you coming down for uh, GP Montreal or no? No, is no. That, that's that's uh, that likely out, is is gonna uh, be out. I'm try. I'm still trying to get to Worlds, right? Like that. That's my my goal. No, you're not trying. You're going. Right, right, right. right. Do or do not. Right. Okay. <laughs> Shut up, you short green bastard. <laughs> Anyways, um. Yeah, and I'm trying to get to world, so I think as far as that's concerned, that that kind of takes priority over most. Of- Alex, are you going to be playing in worlds? Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, been- it's Alex and KYT both are playing in worlds. That would be sick. What about me, fucker? 
Are you are you playing tomorrow, Jesse? <laughs> Not tomorrow, but oh wait, are there last their, their last chance? Can you grind? Fight? Can you grind into worlds? <laughs> uh, I think you can. It's, are there P, there's really? PTQ worlds, isn't there? Or, or no? no? They're called nationals. Okay. <laughs> Gold. One big last chance grinder, maybe. I don't think so. I don't think not for worlds. I think I think for worlds it's just like pros from pro points and uh, national teams. Yeah, and yeah. and I think and a hundred people from rating. I think like yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I can't get in then, but I'm going anyways. Yeah, that's the spirit. You know, I'm only four hours away, so fuck yeah, I'm going. <laughs> it's, it, you know what? It's going to end up being like the magic mecca of this decade. It's going to be dumb. What about Philly? Are you guys going to go to Philly? I'm not. I I didn't get a chance to PTQ like at all this season. It, I don't know what happened. Like we don't have anything local as far as paper PTQs go. The closest is five hours, which is like I'm willing to drive it. But I don't recall hearing about one and or seeing one when I checked it up. So I've played in a few uh, Moto ones, but I've also missed quite a few just on timing. It's been a yeah. bad PTQ streak. Yeah, some places are just really badly situated for PTQs. Like yeah. we're, the, me, KYT, and Frank are lucky because you know we live in Montreal, so we always have like two PTQs nearby for you know each yeah. season. Plus, we can go to Toronto slash London or whatever to Ottawa to too, right? Well, Ottawa oh. counted as our one of our Montreal PTQs actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, How long happy. was it to, to drive to London? Well, it's supposed to be about eight hours. However, uh, we went with an inexperienced driver, Robert Babadabuchi, also known as, or his re real name is Pam Yankee, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, we had a little uh, side trip, you know, where, I mean, I, I'd gotten like, you know, half an hour's sleep the night before. And uh, so I was just like content to crash in the back of the car and uh, and go to sleep. Well, you know, Joey was was our younger friend was going to be the navigator in the front, but uh, his navigational skills were apparently pretty bad because we ended up like north of Ottawa, which, if you know a Canadian map, is like significantly out of the way. <laughs> so we had to, it took us like ten hours to actually oh. get to like Toronto, and then it's like another hour after that to like you know to, to another two hours after that to like <laughs> Ottawa. I mean uh, London. Uh, it was quite the adventure, eh? <laughs> yeah. How do you get lost in 2011? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Don't people have GPSs and stuff? Yes, we do. Well, we didn't get lost. It's just like, they're like, yeah, I know. It's just we had we had west, right? It's just obvious. And then instead of taking the 401, they're taking the 417. Oh, I so, see. Yeah, sure. So it's like end up going west a lot, but also yeah. north. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a similar thing actually on the way back from my cruise with my wife. Uh we you go you're going up Interstate 5 and right after the grapevine, it you can like I don't know how it happened. I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, but I stopped at a rest stop right afterwards and apparently you can get on a different highway that parallels Interstate 5 the whole way up, but I'm like Fuck, this feels really different than on the way down. <laughs> so I can definitely see how something like that could happen. Yeah, like we kind of had a similar warning sign, which was like th that obviously me and my friend Davies were in the back and we were we were just like fast asleep. 
but they had a warning sign of like, hey, for the past hour, we haven't seen any signs to Toronto. That seems bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's the best was, you know, do you know the Foursquare? It's a app for iPhones. And uh, so basically it's like you have different locations and you check in there and you have your friends and tells you them, you know, where you've checked in and you get points and so on. Yeah. So, you fucking level up in life. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Nice. So I'm just like, my phone beeps, you know, and randomly when we're like starting to come back to, you know, to onto the right trail. And uh, it's, my, it's like my friend Davies like has checked in in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I like check in there too. <laughs> That's it's fantastic. Like, I want that app. I wish it was on Android. I love it the tip. It's like when you're here, yeah. try to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, man, I wish I want to do more PTQ trips so bad. I need to. We need. I really need to find some more around here. Or actually, I don't need to find some more. There needs to be more. Yeah. Plus, you have to go with friends because it's it's awesome. Like magic road trips are just so fun. They are. They really are. Yeah. But that's actually not the biggest detour I've had. Like we once were going to. GP Philly, which was extended at the time, and somehow we ended up in, like, New York, <laughs> which is a significant <laughs> way out of the way as well. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, and then I think that switch of drivers happened at that point, and a bunch of swearing. <laughs> that was that was probably the most, like, the craziest, like, uh... Say it out. right! No, no, no. Wrong, wrong podcast, KYT. <laughs> The craziest car ride uh, ever been on. Like, so like, one of the big discussion topics was who would win in a fight between Spider-Man and Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> we spent like an hour heatedly discussing this. <laughs> like, who do you guys think would win? <laughs> it's tough. I don't know. Rambo's just a man after all, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he's a man who can stand up against a whole army. He has, like, one grenade in his mouth, you know, like, <laughs> three guns on each hand, like, you know, he's balancing something on his knee. He's like, come and get me, motherfuckers. If he's got his fucking bow, I'm betting on the Rambo. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, and then he throws it all away and picks up a bow and starts shooting arrows with no discernible marker whatsoever that happened to explode on impact, killing hundreds of people at a time. I'm like, I'm betting on that guy. Well, I think the discussion boiled down to, like, some people were like, yeah, you know, Spider-Man wins in the city and Rambo wins in the jungle, right? And then, like, the other, then it's like, but the, isn't the city the concrete jungle? Oh, <laughs> But yeah, I think I was mentioning, we were talking about uh, the PTQ before this came up. Yeah. And so actually, the, the uh, finals of the PTQ was was uh, Pyromancer Ascension Mirror. Oh, really? Yeah, so so oh. no matter what, Pyromancer Ascension was winning that PTQ. Crazy, yeah, because it hasn't really performed, has it, anywhere else? I mean, no. to that extent. Like, it's been it's been doing reasonably well, but not, not that well, like... Uh, I think I think a lot of it is that the people who choose to play it often are not very competent with it, and like because it, it's a pretty hard deck to play. You have to make do like everything right because you get punished pretty hard if you screw up. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I remember like, uh, I don't remember what we were testing for, but I was helping Flores test and he's like, uh, do you have pyroascension? I'm like, yeah, I think I got the cards for it. And we played and oh my God, I just knew every play I was doing was so wrong. <laughs> it was embarrassing. The decks definitely takes practice. And then yeah. Flores posts the matches and says how he crushes you. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> I, I barely play the deck. <laughs> He's like bragging about like his his deck. Like that's what happens to me and him all the time. It's like, oh, you have this deck QIT, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how to play it, and then he's like so happy about his deck. <laughs> yeah, no, he like he's always been fair. Like he even posts himself losing to me sometimes. So oh yeah, I, I got you know got to give him the respect for that. So you like being tossed breadcrumbs, basically? Yes. <laughs> <He's> like <laughs> as long as it's from the master Flores, right? Exactly. He likes his first love. He's my first love. I have to, I have to, yeah, I have to admit that. <laughs> He's awesome, man. Yeah, he is awesome. So, like, you did mention Alex to me that this guy read your article. Yeah, yeah nice deck, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he made cha- He made changes to it that. Yeah. Well, he he well he'd apparently been working on independently been working on his version. Okay. And like he made some adjustments, I think, based on my article, but. Uh, like his list and mine were were pretty different. My my list is kind of a lot uh, lot leaner. Like has less lands and like all the spells are cheaper. And I think you accordingly like have to play it differently. Hmm. Were you were you playing the shrines? No, no, not in, not in Pyromancer Ascension because they don't really do. Oh like, yeah, right, right. Shr- like I think the shrine is really is one of like I was considering playing Splinter Twin like Blue Red Twin and the shrine was one of the big incentives to play that deck because that card is really like demonic tutor it finds you whatever you need like almost always and certainly in the slower matchups. Hmm. You've been you've been playing a lot of uh, Blue Red Twin lately, right, Kyt? Yeah, I just didn't. Uh, you know, I've been playing Jerry's lists and and various Cobblay lists and. I just don't feel uh, Justin Richardson, obviously, and I just don't feel that it's right. And you've said that playing against him, you feel it's a little underpowered. Well, like I feel Cobblade before was just like all really powerful cards, and mm-hmm. uh, and like you just had preordains and you'd always draw your powerful cards and you'd overwhelm people. And now it's like a whole bunch of situational answer cards and like some swords and squadron hawks, and it's like and we'll put four preordains and we'll make it consistent. That's that's what I feel about the deck. I don't know. I mean, I find when the, you don't draw Squadron Hawk with the deck, for instance, like that, it really just doesn't do anything. Yeah, definitely Squadron Hawk has become a focal point of that deck. Mm-hmm. Like before, like... you know, you played Stoneforge Mystic turn two, which was really was really good. But like, you know, you could still do other things, and now it's not really not like you don't have Jace to give you card advantage and filter away the situational cards. Um, just just to quickly wrap up, Alex. So, how did you feel the final went? Was it? Uh, I heard you won game one, and then like I was getting text messages from Davies because I really wanted you to win. I was like, I'd be heartbroken, uh, you know, after seeing you uh, miss the last time I've seen you miss was which was in, I believe, was I in that top eight? No, I was not. No, you were in the top four. And had you beaten that guy and extended his, uh, I believe it was Rug Twin, in extended with Estermite yeah. combo, um, Pascal would have scooped you, so you were virtually in. 
And, you know, clearly we thought you were the better player and you were playing fairies. So we're like, well, you got a good shot at this. And, and uh, you know, I saw you miss that. And, like, and then when it was 1-1 for this one, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be terrible if he misses. And I uh, <laughs> was really happy that uh, that you won. I think Davies j- like sent a very cryptic message to me when you won. So I'm like, what does that? What does this mean that he won or lose? <laughs> and uh, so, was it tough? Was the was game three tough? Game game one, like uh, I mean, I think I was I was pretty ahead almost all the time. Uh, game two, like I got a calcite snapper, which almost killed him, but he got he had like two ascensions active forever, and you know was finally got a worm coil to to stop me. And then game three was interesting because, like, I, I played a ponder. Like, I kept a good hand and pondered turn one, shuffled because there wasn't an ascension, which is, like, really important in the mirror because neither of you can really interact with it other than just bouncing it temporarily. Right. And uh, and so shuffled and drew, like, a drill land or whatever. So he he played Jataxian Probe on me, paying two life. And you know, I revealed my hand, which was which was fine. I had a bunch of cantrips and you know into the royal and stuff and some lands. And uh, then he played a mountain. Um, he was playing spell pierce in his list, which I wasn't. Okay. And I was like, oh man, the coast is clear, right? I just like want to rip ascension right here, and like please deck one time. And <laughs> yes, it did it. I drew ascension off the top. I was like, yes. So <laughs> I played it and and passed. And he played a mountain and played his ascension. And I drew and started played some cantrips and probed him. And he's like, I made a speculative keep. And he shows his hand. It's like, it's six blue cards. Like, no Whoa. lands. No, he has no islands on play either. Wow. Well, so two mountains in play? And so, a yeah, pyro- two mountains and a pyromancer ascension play and all blue cards in hand. Oof. So I'm like, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Come on. <laughs> like, no <laughs> island, no. But he drew the island and then uh, we actually had a game of it, but... Like since my ascension had been active kind of earlier, it was it was it was hard for him to to come back. Was this cyborging plan the same as yours in terms of getting into snappers and such? No, he didn't have any snappers. He was playing okay. like uh, he was playing six drops like worm coil and consecrated sphinx. So which, so he was uh, going about it differently than you. Yeah, like when I, well when I was playing the deck like uh, before at the Montreal Canadian Magic Tour. Right, right. Uh, I was I was playing consecrated sphinxes in my sideboard, but I found that it was, sort of with the deck getting ponder and uh, visions of beyond that you wanted to play like less lands and you wanted to you, you could afford to play less lands because you had so many cantrips that you didn't really want to draw that many lands and play those those six drops because they were kind of slow and you know people would often keep in removal because they'd think you'd board into splitter twin right so. So the the calcite snappers were really good because you only they were really cheap to play and they were good against mono red and they were good against the control matchups and uh, yeah they they've been they've always been awesome yeah like I'm considering doing that like uh, you know a lot of people have been toying like Pyromancer and like Splendor Twin what to cyborg into and you know sometimes I think I played a match online last night where I go Gitaxian probe and the guy shows me Doomblade Doomblade dismember. And I'm like, how am I going to assemble the hand to beat this? <laughs> Unless yeah. he taps out like an idiot. So it's like, uh, I wish I had snappers. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I almost lost to a twin player in the Swiss who was playing snappers. 
luckily he decided to play a Splinter Twin on his Exarch while I had Spellskite in play. So, well, he had his own Spellskite, but I bounced his Spellskite and then redirected his Splinter Twin to my Spellskite. And I had infinite blockers for his Calcite Snapper then, so I didn't have to race. Nice. So overall, good experience. You ran well. Proud of your accomplishments. Yeah, I mean, I think the deck is really good. I I play the deck now in four tournaments, and I top eight it every time. So I mean, again, nice. it's I think it's it's that you like you have to know how to play whatever deck you're playing and just kind of stick to it. Some deck yeah. that you feel comfortable with. I think that's the format right now. Kind of like you know, like Legacy. Yeah, be be the expert in your field and move along. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Screws people that are curious like us, right, Frankie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been playing Power Master's Ascension, obviously. Jesse, uh, you've been working on your mill contraption. Yeah, um, and that mono green. Yeah, actually, do you want to talk about that for a few minutes? Yeah, well, I mean, just so like... We can do a what, what we've been playing session. Sure, sure. I guess I'll start then. Um, yep. The idea of it is just, like, all it is is, like, Mono green, it literally only uses forest because Dungrove Elder is surprisingly powerful, and there's like very few cards that answer it in standard right now. Uh, like Day Judgment does, but the card's also not being played that much. And also, the deck doesn't have to overextend, so you don't have to worry about that too much. But I've been tweaking it, trying to make it like more aggressive. Uh, basically, this is like Dungrove Elder's new Garouk is like a reset because he just draws so much. But um, its win cons are, like, it uses three equipment for the Dungrove Elders and three greens and zenith, so you always have Dungrove Elders. And then also Overwhelming Stampede, because uh, it's, like, strictly better than Overrun in this deck. You almost always have, you have Leatherback Veloth or Dungrove Elder, and all you need is, like, two guys on the board to do 20 damage with an Overwhelming Stampede most games, so... It just like it's just like classic mono green beats, and it actually works pretty darn well. So this is a list based on what you got from Burton Cheney, right? Yeah, well, it started with that. Like the one I talked about, Burton Cheney had the spider list, and he won F and M with it, and it's like hilarious and super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like I'm like, God, this almost feels like competitive. So I just like changed it. I don't have spiders anymore. It's just like kind of all out beats right now. It, it's just more focused. Like it's definitely the beatdown deck can even race steel, etc. Um so I've been I've been working on that. Uh but I got really hyped on this mill list. So that's what I'm rocking right now and for this weekend and trying to help some people out possibly for PTQs and Nats. What spider were you running? <laughs> the uh, Rachnus Spinner, the the six drop oh, one. Oh, the six titan, the secret titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that between the branches. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, he's. A, it's actually a really good card. So, or so he he keeps insisting on telling us. It is. I'll fucking web you down, motherfucker! Oh I'll goodness! Mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> what sound does a spider make? It <laughs> doesn't. It's hella silent. Like, you can't do silent though. You, like you can do kaka, but you can't. You know, you can't yeah. do like spin, spin or whatever. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> wouldn't it be skeet, skeet? Like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it kind of is skeet, skeet, isn't it? Yeah. So KYT, you've just been grinding on Cobblade. 
getting yourself all ready to go for uh, Nats there, but now you've got a new toy to play with? Yeah, I was. I don't know what I was talking about. It was Splinter Twin before I got cut off. Um, so, so we we're we're into uh, what what have you been playing? So has it has it been Twin? Has been yeah, it's been Twin. Oh yeah, I think I was about to say like the main reason I've lost uh, over the last week. The number one reason I've I've lost my uh, Twin matches is when post board I start siding in like the wrong cards and like or I side out my twisted images when the I don't think the opponent actually has spells kite, but then they play it and I'm like straight out dead to it or. Or uh, the funniest match I'd say was last night uh, against my good friend Rob Anderson, who had surgical extraction, right? And he played spells kite, <laughs> and I tapped out to uh, I forget what I tapped out to do, but I didn't think he'd actually use the uh, next level me and use the surgical extraction on my into the royal. Well, what did actually graveyard. happen? What actually happened, because I was there actually playing with Rob. Right, right. And uh, so, you end of turn, you into the Royal with Kicker on his spell skite. Right, right, right. yourself out, like, you were just using it as a cantrip or whatever, because I right. assume you had more into the Royals, right? Right, right, I had and, one more in the deck. Right, so I, so at that point, I, he had Surgical Extraction in hand, and I, I told him to Surgical Extract your, uh, your into the Royals, and, uh, which seemed pretty good because he had more that he could pay for a mana leak on his Spellskite when he recast it. And I and since game two, you know, you hadn't seen Spellskite, it was likely that you'd boarded out the Twisted Images. So you were literally stone dead to that Spellskite afterwards. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> like, I felt next level. I'm like, how did... I'm like, ah! Like, did, did he, it he was Alex pulling the strings, man. <laughs> so he had spells kites game two, but I just didn't see them, right? Right. Okay. Well, his so... sideboard hate was like two spells kites, two surgical, two memorial side. So you're only you're gonna see like you know a mixture of them. Right. So I sided them out, and then like I actually thought because I I saw the surgical extraction with my Gitaxian probe. So I'm like, if he does that, I'm screwed. But let's hope he does it, like type thing. <laughs> so I go into the roll when he finally like surgical extraction. Oh fuck! <laughs> I'm stone cold dead. Um, but that's that's been the main thing. Um, but I've talked to Kenji, uh, just chatted with him, and he's been playing blue red twin a bit. And he says that he actually, when he doesn't find room to cut, he actually cuts, shaves off some of the ponders. So what do you think about that, Alex? Because you you you've played Twin a bit. Uh, when you feel like you have to mix in uh, different types of answers, like your deck has like to not be Stone Cold Dead, your deck has to have certain copies of certain cards. I feel. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you obviously if you need to have those cards in your deck, you should have those cards in your deck, right? And you would have you to shave off. I think would you cut off parts of the combo, or would you more like cut ponders? Well, I feel I think sometimes. You fairly often cut like one splinter twin, in, mm-hmm. especially in the matchups where you would need so much anti disruption, right? Because when you draw a second splinter twin, that's just a dead card. So you only really want the one, and if you have enough time, you'll find one with three in your deck and all the search you have. Right. So I think I think cutting ponders is right. I mean, preordain's way better in the deck than ponder is, and uh, you have to cut something. So. Because nope. the logic is the the game's going to go long, right? Because you're assembling your hand. Yeah, you're sculpting the perfect hand to fight against all all the cards they have to disrupt you. Right. 
So Are you playing Shrine in your list? Yeah, yeah. Four of. Um, I think Jerry sent me a list. I showed it to Alex and, and Medina because, you know, John wanted to see uh, what Jerry's updated list would look like. So I sent shipped it to you guys. Alex said that, you know, uh, the big criticism of the deck was the Shrines. Jerry recommends playing three. Alex said four. And after playing, I think it's hands down the best card in the deck, and I wouldn't play any less than four. I mean, I was playing against a Twitter, uh, one of my Twitter guys' friends, uh, one of P. Sam's friends, Chris Maschioli, maybe? Maschioli, like something like that. And we were playing Tempered Steel against, like, playtesting a lot of matches post-board. And when I sided out the Shrines, which I thought was the right thing to do because I thought they were too slow, uh, it turned out that when we played games where I kept in the shrines, I was winning more and doing better because the games would go long where I would slag storm their, their army. And whereas they would just have to top deck some random dork with tempered steels, like on the board, I would need like to top deck my combo. So obviously he was going to win that top deck race, but with shrines it allowed me to like win the game after I slag stormed their first wave. So I absolutely love the shrines. Yeah, the shrine is insane. That card is is super good. Like, you know, I used to think the red shrine was by far the best one, but the the blue one really puts out a run for its money. <laughs> My brother actually has been. Uh, you, you keep hearing about different things to to abuse with architect, and he's actually uh, built the um, architect amulet deck. Ooh. <laughs> and he, so he's like, I, I broke it. I broke it. I broke it. I'm like, what? He's like, I, I found the tech. I found the found the tech. I said, what is it? He goes, phantasmal bears and shrine of piercing bears. <laughs> <laughs> bears. Well, so here's the thing about the bear. Like any, so with the exception of tumble magnet, anything that's going to target the bear is going to kill the bear. Fair, right? So and and architect doesn't target. So you can tap him freely and do whatever you like, and it allows you to put your opponent on a clock or. It just stops Goblin Guide attacks. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's actually pretty. Uh, listen, my brother, my brother is the most random rogue brewer, but he's fucking good. Like he's he's good. So, so, so then he's like, yeah, and Shrine is so good. He's like, you run that out turn two, and you just build it up. It goes to two or three or whatever. And then when you need to find something to put into play with the amulet, like the one of Eldrazi Giants or a couple Jingataxis or, you know, a Blightsteel Colossus or whatever, then you just fucking dig for it and put it into play. I'm like, oh my god. So it's like it's like his deck's Treasure Mage, basically. But he plays Treasure Mage, too. <laughs> Like, the deck's sick. I'll, I'll I'll ship you a list at some point. I, I I'm trying to get him on to go. I've heard talk so to many Lansdale. stories about your brother. He needs to uh, put put out his list more. I just gave him my extra headset, and Sweet. I think he's signing up for Skype tomorrow. So we'll see how it all goes. <laughs> we hear Landy stories. Now we're hearing <laughs> Phantasmal Bear. Oh no, no. So he does have a Chandra, a new Chandra land destruction. <laughs> oh yeah. No, Does your land copy with Chandra? <laughs> Honestly, it's dumb. It's it. Ugh, you guys got to see his bruise. He fuck. I saw him on the weekend. He's come up with so much shit. And all of you out there that are like, yes, more land destruction. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. There are eleven red 
land death spells in the deck. Oh my god. Okay. It's so brutal. So brutal. I think I think open formats like this are like the my favorite kind of, to put to brew decks in. Like cuz you can, you know, there's so many decks that are fighting for each other. There's no like dominant deck that you have that's like, you know, too powerful that you can't really play any strategy. So you can play almost anything as long as, you know, it's reasonably powerful and and do well. And as long as you know it well. Yeah. You just got to know your matchups. Yeah, and I mean, you yeah. have to be able to beat the, the main decks that are out there. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that Standard's at its best when you have, like, two full blocks and then the two core sets. The, that's when... Yeah, the card pool's, like, <clears throat> just yeah. the right size. Like, it's big enough, but it's not too big. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's exact, It's exact. It's about as big as it's going to get as far as Standard goes, short two cards, so... I mean, it can't be all bad, right? Short two cards, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, when Time Spiral was around, there, you know, because of the time shifted, there was a bunch more, and Cold Snap standard was pretty big. Oh, they had two, like, didn't they have multiple big sets? Or they did that with Rise, too. Rise was a big set. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think, like, the Time Spiral had the additional time shifted cards. And oh, right, right, Cold right. Snap. Yeah. So there were extra sets, basically, in type 2. It's uh, it, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I haven't been able to get out and do enough F&M and stuff, but you know what? I've been playing a good chunk at home and testing on Cockatrice and all that shit, and like, I, I, finally, uh, I finally got a Tezzeret deck that I don't hate that I'm actually quite pleased with, so it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, I'm just waiting for Tempered Steel to drop off, and then I will start unleashing it into the public. <laughs> Because, like, I love seeing green decks with three Creeping Corrosions, especially when the green decks are Valakit. It just makes me smile <laughs> and cry in my milk. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 fine. It's been good. I, I, I like what Kibler's been doing um, and uh, just trying to, you know, get there. It's been good. <laughs> so, talking about Twin and Spellskites and stuff, um, what do you guys think of playing Mindslaver in Twin Sideboard? <laughs> In the twin sideboard? Yeah, you board in, you board in Mindslaver, and they just, you just like kill them with their own spell skies. So before you got on the cast, actually, so my blue black Tezzeret list plays one Mindslaver and Tumble Magnet, um, because I'm just like, with all of the, I, I wasn't gonna play Mindslaver, but with all of the spell skies running around in absolutely everybody's fucking deck, why would you not get that free win? Like, why would you not play that card? It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Well, and especially when you're playing Splinter Twin, they're always boarding them in against you. Like pretty much every deck, because I was trying Splinter Twin, and like every deck, you'd think you know, you think, oh, this deck doesn't can't have spell skites. There's no way they can yes. do for spell skites, and they're like turn two spell skite. And you're like, fuck, you know. So, so, so how much? Super... So the question is, how much instant speed interaction, like targeted interaction, do you have in that deck? Like, you actually can redirect, you can use Spellskite on a non-targeted thing. Like, you can play Ponder, and you can change the target to Spellskite, because it doesn't actually, it's, it just targets the spell, it doesn't have to have a target. That's totally illegal. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. There's no way that actually works. Yeah. Yeah. I think play, that's right. You can play Ponder and be like, you're going to pay life to redirect that or whatever. <laughs> just Judge! Any, any spell? Like, even a creature? I, I think Tectonic Edge, even. Yeah, Tectonic Edge. It has to be an activated ability or a spell, I believe. 
I mean, a, a, an ability or a spell. Can't yeah, because be... you can activate him. It just doesn't work. Yeah, just won't do anything. Right. Or Word so... up. You could just got judged, player. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm not rolling over that quickly. No, I'm sure it's right. It's just that it feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, there's like nothing. Change a target of target spell or ability to Spellskite. So it has to have a target. I don't think so. Okay, who's on moto right now? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hook this shit up right now. <laughs> yeah, all you need is like four. You only need four spell skites and like four ponder, four preordained, four bolt or whatever dot deck. Well, pull bolt I guess actually doesn't work because it has a target. You need to play like some cards that don't target and just see if you can use spell skype. Going out to the tweeps for this one. There's yeah, always just, judges. Just, just at a halibus. I know I'm gonna. Halibus. I'm like, gonna right now. Just, Earth, you you up. Anytime he's needed, dude, it's like, fucking Judge Cole! <laughs> like Jersey Shore. <laughs> the judge is here! <laughs> 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 fucking everyone gave me so much shit early in the week, I'm like, Jersey Shore week, bitches! is back on. <laughs> Love that fucking show. <laughs> You know, I, I had get all of, American TV up there. Yeah, I had a lot of respect for you until five seconds ago. Well, understandable. <laughs> I thought I thought I lost everyone's respect fucking like months ago, years ago, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, just now I'm gaining some back. <laughs> but I guess I just set myself back even more. But yeah, no, we like we we'd get most American TV. So uh, some of it, some of it, like. You know, if it's too bright, it actually melts our igloos. Do you guys have your own TV, or do you just say, like, fuck it, we'll just bank off of America's TV? <laughs> Man, we can afford more TVs than you guys. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about the actual physical TVs. I'm just talking about, like, production. Like, anything, like, Canadian-oriented, like the A-team oh, with H? Oh, okay. Oh, there definitely, there's a lot of Canadian TV. You know, some of, and some of it's actually pretty good. Yep. Oh, cool. Well, just curious about that one day, and I, it came up, so I decided to ask to me, you. To me, it seems like English-Canadian TV is pretty <laughs> awful. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I can't name a good show. That, what's those have stupid shows they have? That, that, yeah, Corner Gas. Hey, Flashpoint is entirely Canadian. Yeah, that's kind of crappy, too. <laughs> it's up for 17 Geminis. It's on, it's on a major... It's, it's on Friday nights on CBS. CBS is a U.S. syndicated network. Sure, they play it on the Friday night slot when nobody's actually home watching television on fucking in the summer. <laughs> like, that shouldn't say too much. At least we don't get Fox News. Oh, God. There's that's a, have you that's seen entertainment. There's, Thank you. There's like a pseudo right-wing media channel right now that, that's just started. Man. It's have called Fox it? News. <laughs> no, no, in, in Canada, I think it's called like Sun Media or something. It's. Anyway. I need to visit Canada someday. All right, so so Durbin Durbin uh, Brooke Brooke seems to think that uh, somebody mentioned it in one of their articles on Star City. 
And uh, uh, Kellen's chimed in here and just says, it says changed. It says target, Scotty. <laughs> it says target. Herp a derp. Okay, hold on. Well, it's, Jerry mentioned that plan, right? To to have treasure mage just for mind slaver and worm coal engine in the board. I think was that pyromancer or twin? I don't actually remember. I just think it would be really funny, like, you just, they, 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 they're like, yeah, I have three spell sketches, how can you win? And you're like, play Mind Slaver, and they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Oh, by the way, I want to give a early shout-out type deal to uh, Chapin's series on the best deck builder, builders of all time. Like, you're, this always gets... you're aspiring to hit round two? We, yeah, someday, right? The uh, it's Honorable pretty, uh, mentions, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be the day. That'd be sick. Um, but uh, anyways, if, it's like if KYT you know, if KYT can get name drop, why not you, man? Hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been name dropped plenty lately. I, you know, I'm not gonna get greedy on it, but uh, <laughs> it would be epic. But Flores always talks about like uh, you know, the best deck builders of all time on top eight. Uh, the top eight podcast, and uh, this is just like one of those epic articles that kind of covers it all, like in extreme depth. The only thing I wish I was around for is to understand the context of like the decks he's referring to that they're famous for. Because, but man, as a deck builder, that series is like probably my favorite article series ever, and. Also, it looks like Chapin is getting a lot more votes for the Hall of Fame than initially I thought he would, and I'm all for it. Get that man in. I totally agree. I yeah, definitely like, think like he should be in the Hall of Fame for sure. For sure. Yeah, like people trying to keep him out, that's just fucking ridiculous. I just don't get it. I think I think the issue the issue is not uh that he doesn't that whether he deserves to be in there or not. I think that what people are wrestling with is, do you vote him in this year or next year? Sure. Okay, that's fair. And, like, that argument's Because people are still trying to get Steve OMS in and, you know, things like that. So there's still a bunch of, like, some still still some residuals that, that a lot of people, from from what I've been reading, still want to get in there before they start getting into that next class, you know, like yeah. the new school. Um, and so we'll see what happens. I, I just but didn't I, think... I totally just, like, should shape, be in there. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like, it, I mean, I started late, like, what, two years ago now. I just feel like he's a first ballot. Like, I know he's been around a long time. I've watched his old YouTube videos. I've seen, like, what he's capable of. And then, like, what he does this day and age is so far ahead of everyone else as far as contribution to the game. He's just, like, a first ballot to me. But, I mean, I understand if people who have a vote want to vote based on, like, top eight appearances and wins. Like, that's their choice, but I just don't agree with it. Yeah, I mean, I I think contributions to the game should definitely count for something, right? I mean, yeah. it shouldn't well, just I, be a numbers game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that it even specifically states that, um, like, I don't know where this these, like, rules are or these, like, guidelines, but it says, like, uh, you know, how well they've done, their sportsmanship, and then their contributions to the game. Like, that's... At the actual sentence of what it takes to get in. So we'll see. But I, it sounds like he's going to get in. A lot of people have been tweeting that uh, he's on their ballot, so I'm all for it. I think not only is he first ballot, I think he's obstinate ballot. 
and if you <laughs> discard it, you should go straight to playing and get four life bits. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, Austin and Ballot. That needs to be the fucking episode name. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Good stuff, good stuff. So what do you guys, uh, any other things uh, any of you want to talk about? or yeah, Frank, did Frank mention what he was playing? No, we haven't. We haven't got oh. Frank yet. Frank, man. Did the I, experiment uh, fail? Zero three? Man, everything I've touched lately has turned to shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I, I, I went, then. I went. I went on Facebook. This Have you morning. been masturbating lately? <laughs> no, I, I, I haven't. That's good. <laughs> That's good. I went on Facebook this morning and I changed my relationship status to "it's complicated." <laughs> and two people have called me saying, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> yeah, and someone has liked my status change. <laughs> and uh, nice, yeah. And then I told my girlfriend it was just a goof. <laughs> Sweet. Well, yeah. Anyway, on uh, Tuesday, I uh, I tested the uh, Boros, just like, cause like last time I played it at the CMT, like I thought, like I thought it was doing good. But like the meta was quite different from now, so I I tried it again without the mystic and I like the the what I was thinking is that you know uh, Cobblade lost uh, Stoneforge and their Planeswalker, but uh, Boros just lost Stoneforge. They still have Cot, but uh, I found out that Cot like it doesn't do much in <laughs> in this environment, so. <laughs> That was failed experiment number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> then tonight I tried the uh, a tempered steel deck. Oh, based nice. on uh, Terry So's article on SCG. Oh, not based on the the amazing video deck tech on Mana Deprived by Luan Bing Wong. <laughs> <laughs> no, Where it describes I, I... half of his sideboard cards as this is for backup and <laughs> this is for more backup. <laughs> What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, like, that reminds me of uh, That's Not Funny saying, like, his backup plan was live water lavish. <laughs> <laughs> so, Terry, so... So I went, I went 03, and... Uh, with Boros or Terry So's deck? With Terry So's deck. Okay. Really? Wow. Yeah. Did, was there tough matchups, or... Did you have tough luck? You felt the deck I, shit? Or did you just feel I, it was so, so... <laughs> oh, fuck, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Really? That shit's got to fly out crazy talk. But no, no, higher standard of humor here, man. Come on. Oh, that's pretty funny. Frank? Yeah, well, I played round one against uh, Justin Richardson. Who was on Valakit. Who's on Valakit. And uh, let's just say I've just assembled the deck. <laughs> so that, that'll be my uh, my <laughs> deck for uh, Saturday. And, uh, like, he beat me quite 
the <laughs> beat you senseless. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, he had he had a lot of hate for for my deck so uh, he and like at one point he just went like double titan and he he dealt me 30 damage. <laughs> turn. Did he creeping corrosion you? He didn't creeping corrosion me, but he was uh was nature claiming me <laughs> uh, profusely. <laughs> So and you decided to he, play. And he, was, and he was jamming the ground with uh, Bailoth. Ooh. Anyway. So uh, I lost that one. Mm-hmm. And then I played I played against uh, Mono Red. And uh, basically they killed he, they killed all my guy. And uh, I can <laughs> fuck all. And uh, like also like. Mono Red is uh, like with uh, what's his name uh, Grim Lava Mancer can be quite uh, backbreaking, you know. Yeah, like, I hear have... repeatedly. Sh- I hear repeated shocks are bad against, are pretty good against Tempered Steel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like your guys are all pretty small, you know, by themselves, and like you don't always have the Tempered Steel. And then like if you wait, like if you wait uh, until you land a Tempered Steel before you pre- before you play anything. Then like uh, you're gonna get beat down by goblin guides and it's uh, I don't know like it it didn't it didn't feel really good for that matchup and then I played against a uh, a twin blade deck that was also packing uh, lava mancer and uh, was uh, running uh, trinket mage to get the the basilisk collar and uh, I lost both games to. Uh, like game one was like play all your end on turn one and then like go with like I, I think I had like a a seal overseer and like I was pumping guys and I had double uh signal pass so like I was like dealing like ten damage from turn uh, turn two going forward almost, you know. So that that was that one was won uh, very quickly and then uh, I just got beat up by uh uh, by by the the Grim Lava Mancer in game two and three, so like I wasn't like it seems like I think the problem with the deck is that uh, you know like if you if you can play your entire hand like at the beginning then like you're you're pro- you're probably gonna win but like you're not always gonna get these hands and like but if you get like a slow hand like it's really tough because like you play one guy at a time, it always gets killed, and then it's it's really tough to like if you don't have the initial onslaught, then it 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 doesn't it just doesn't do anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been playing against it a lot, like just tempered steel in general, and I find that it it almost it forces you to play your game in very clear and distinct stages, right? Like if you're playing against it, so. Tempered Steel wants to win in phase one, which is turns one through three. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> like that's when you will either win or lose the game. So as an as the opposition, you need to basically just survive those three turns with a reasonable amount of life points and whatever you do to get there, whether it's you know interrupting tempo, disrupting temp, you know getting rid of tempered steel, killing a bunch of guys you know in multiples, whatever it's going to be. Because after that, you're so far ahead, or should be so far ahead in terms of cards in hand and resources at your disposal, that your deck should just start to outclass whatever Temperate Steel is top decking turns 5 plus, is, is sort of what I've been seeing from it. Is and that... like there's, there's zero card advantage in the deck also, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, like, what I feel is that you want to disrupt, like, the pieces of it. Like, it's a deck that the cards themselves are not very powerful, but together they have a lot of synergy. So if you can, you know, for instance, you can stop this, the Steel Overseer or the Tempered Steel or the the uh, Signal Pest, you know? Like, then then oh, they're just left with a bunch of Memnites and, like, you know, Ornithopters. And yeah. So, and then obviously, as you say, you know, they're going to, when they're going to draw cards off the top of their deck, it's not going to be very good because their cards all need to be, like, all together to be powerful. Yeah. Like, you know, draw Ornithopter off the top is not really as good as drawing, like, any card your deck plays. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very, very true. So you've turned to Valakut in the end now, Frank? Yeah, I uh, I saw the list that Justin was playing, and uh, it seemed uh, it seemed powerful enough. And I think it's by Phil Sams, which uh... P Sams, the Valakut player. Yeah, and I've posted his list on on my site last week, and uh, haven't heard like have seen people adopt uh, it or something close to it for for PTQs uh, this weekend. that Well, not our PTQs, but I've, I'm hearing some, a lot of people that are willing to play that list. Though, you know, I know Jay Rich, who was playing that, uh, went 1-2 today, <laughs> and I know P-Sam said that he was also playing the list, and he went 1-2 today as well. So, <laughs> I don't know. If you guys want to go 1-2, definitely try that deck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and those guys are pretty good, too, so maybe yeah. you'll just go 0-3. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be done early this uh, this Saturday. <laughs> That's my goal. Frank, there's no Kithkin in the format. <laughs> they just don't print those good cards anymore, man. <laughs> hey, you know what? Two, the two two life linker for two mana was pretty good, man. Knight of Meadowgrain. Dude's legit. Nah, the good card was uh, Spectral Procession and uh, Cloud Goat. Man, Frank, they got, like, Timely Reinforcements is kind like, of like... I was going to say, they reprinted that card. It's called Timely Reinforcements. Man, you should play that with, like, Honor of the Pure. You can get there. Just, like, you play hmm. a white deck with less creatures than your opponent. Well, <laughs> no, but, like, <laughs> what's, pretty terrible, what's nice about uh, Spectral Procession is that, like, you play one, and then you you trigger a second one from under your Windbrisk Heights, you know? So, like... Then you're really yeah. beating down, you know. Uh the good old days. It's nothing like free spells. <laughs> but <laughs> you legacy still... folk know all about that. And Frank Frank the PTQ Frank one was one of the most hilarious PTQs ever. Like first <laughs> of all, there's like, you know, he's I don't know if you guys how good your French is, but he's like Le but de mon deck, which is like, you know, the the goal of my deck is to get attack with three creatures and then reveal with Winbris Kite's Titanic Ultimatum. 
<laughs> I hear that story like, a lot, Frank. <laughs> and then, I, round I, four, <laughs> then round four, the PTQ, Frank goes like, it's starting to smell like Austin. <laughs> Whoa, Frank! Are these are these stories true? The uh, the Titanic ultimatum that wasn't that tournament. <laughs> we just still we always remember that one because it was hilarious. Yeah, well, that was a fun deck. It was more of a casual deck. <laughs> but it would have been sweet if you were playing like one Titanic ultimatum, just some misers. And just, like, play hideaway at your hideaway land, and you attack, and they're like, oh, I guess I'll block like this. And you're like, Titanic ultimatum from under my Windburst Kites. And they're like, what? <laughs> Windburst Kites is such a sick card. I actually have seen, though, I haven't seen Titanic ultimatum played from it, but I actually saw a Kithkin or whatever guy with Spectral Procession in that, like, play a Cruel ultimatum from underneath Windburst Kites. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> His opponent was raging so hard. <laughs> You've got no other way to cast that goddamn card in that deck except for underneath your Windburst Kites. Oh, those are the days of greed, though, you know? <laughs> Reflecting pool mana bases where you could cast any spell you wanted at any time in the game. Yeah, that deck, like, ready to play double, double red, triple blue, quadruple green. Like, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was the greediest mana base ever. Yep. So good. So it looks like uh, the end of the day, uh, the, it seems like some stuff's coming in here, and you're right, Alex. We It doesn't matter what the ability is, so long as there's an ability happening on your opponent's turn or with a spell skite, and you got them under Mind Slaver, they're fucked. That's good. <laughs> apparently, apparently Jake Antonez died to uh, uh, Mind Slaver and a uh, Fetchland with spell skite. Whoa. <laughs> So it's like basically anything, right? Yeah. The thing is, the, <laughs> any like, spell or ability. Yeah, the text says target spell or ability, so that you can car- you can target any spell or ability. That's yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter if it doesn't have a target, you can target it. Right, and if it does have a target, it will change its target to spell skite. But if it doesn't, then it doesn't have a target. You can change the spell skite so it won't. I got another one for you. Does okay. <laughs> so if you've got a non-basic land. Non-basic lands that tap for mana clearly have an ability on them that say tap to add one colorless mana to your mana pool. Which ones? Tech Edge, for example. Okay, yes. So I tap Tech Edge for mana, and my opponent is then able to spell skype themselves away? No, because you can't target mana abilities because they don't use the stack. Oh, okay. But if I Tech Edge's land, then he's done. Right. All right. <laughs> Seems pretty good. Seems really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, the mind slaver stays in the deck now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sky- so what's what like your is that top secret information that the uh, Tezzeret deck you're running or? No, not at all. I'll actually. I think I have it earlier in the chat window there, but I don't know if you were around for it. Let me just uh, <laughs> quickly copy and paste it up there. I actually had a great opportunity to cast with the guys from um, the MTG Brainstorm cast. Um, anyways, it was it was a good cast with the guys. I had a good time. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about some of their decks, what they've been playing and stuff. They're big fans of the show, love all of us. So it was really nice uh, to kind of reach out. I felt uh, it was good to support our fans, you know. 
and help other people in the community to to get up to where they're uh, where they want to be. I mean, we were there once, right? So, um, but yeah, I talked a little bit about it. I don't know if the recording came through well, but I mean, basically, it's on it's on tapped out. Uh, uh, UB Tesseret twelve. Um, it's very similar in premise. Like I took uh, a list. I, I've been working on this for a while. There was a 4-0 daily list taken from some guy with a uh, starts with D in his name or whatever. I think it was the week of the 17th. And I looked at it, and it was the first Tezzeret list that I liked. You know, it had all of the right balance of things that I was looking to do. So I put it together, and I was tweaking here, tweaking there. And, you know, I, I, lately I've been looking at what uh, Kibler's been doing with his list as well. And, I mean, they're all, you know, they're they're similar. But this is the one, this is the configuration that I have right now that I, I'm running, and I, I'm really liking it. Uh, you know, the 24 land is fine. Um, I may even go, you can even go three Tech Edge and one Ink Moth Nexus would probably get there as well. Uh, three Doom Blades, because nobody plays Go for the Throat these days. Uh, two Mana Leak and one Stoker Bottle, because sometimes you just need to say no. Uh, two Black Sun Zenith, three Inquisition of Kozilek, and three Preordain. So three Preordain might be the loose play here, but, I mean, we can talk about it. Uh, the one thing that I really don't like about most of the Tezzeret decks that are out there is I've always been a firm believer, and I mean, Smitty will tell you, because it fucking, I drove him crazy on it too. Maintaining an appropriate artifact count is extremely important. Um, uh, so, yeah, see, uh, so in this one, I've got 11, 12, uh, 15, I've 16 artifacts in this deck. So whenever I use Tezzeret's impulse, I will always find something. I'm probably a little high and I could make a couple of cuts. Um, I'm sure, but, uh, that's, that's where it stands right now. So I'm running two batter skull, um, four chalice, one mind slaver, two ratchet bomb and two tumble magnet. Uh, creatures, I have one Consecrated Sphinx, one Phyrexian Metamorph, three Solemns, and one Worm Coil Engine, and then right now I'm running one Jace Bellerin and four Tezzeret. So, um, initially I had two Metamorphs, uh, I also had potentially two Bellerins, I went one and one on the split to see which one I like better. I really like Metamorph because I can dig for him with Tezzeret, uh, sometimes you just need a Planeswalker, you know, to draw you cards repeatedly in control matchups, but... <laughs> You know, so he's he's just fine in there. Um, That's Chase's resume, right? Basically, I'm a planeswalker who draws you cards repeatedly in control matchups. That's that's seriously, it's like sign here. We'll work uh, for food. We'll work for food. Um, so he's he, he's fine. He's probably one of the looser cards in the deck, to be perfectly honest. And if the black Lillian is any good, then you know maybe she'll fit in here. Who knows? But uh, the deck's been playing really really well. Uh, I I do just fine against Tempered Steel. Like they really need to cut draw, and I need to mulligan to five to you know, lose. Um, so it's it's been pretty good. Um, I really like having the two batter skull. Like the the deck sort of is designed with this, the, the the three solemns uh, in the main deck. Like with the chalice and solemns, I'm basically ramping you know to six mana on turn four, right? Because like I'm going turn two chalice, and then I'm going turn three turn three solemn and then laying a land and dropping a six drop. So, or dropping, you know, a Tezzeret with mana, mana for Doomblade or mana leak or something like that. So, uh, it's, it's been really, really good, um, in terms of the curve, uh, ratchet bomb main deck has been really sweet too, with the two drop, because the only actual two drop permanent that I have is the ratchet bomb itself. So I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you play tempered steel, Frankie. I mean, killing two drops is pretty good against tempered steel, right? Right. Or 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 Squadron Hawks or Fauna Shamans and Lotus Cobras. Or even or... Pyromancer's Ascension. 
Pyromancer's Ascensions, <laughs> right? So it's it's been really strong, and and I really like having it in you know in the main deck. It's been fine. Um, so yeah, overall, like I said, it's it's been playing really well. The sideboard, I'm running you know three flash freeze, uh, two distress as my supplementary discard because I got to tell you, like that's awesome. I've been really really pleased with the two distress in the sideboard because even late game, um, it's not dead. Like inc- late game Inquisition is fucking terrible, you know, for the most part. Um, you know, dep- based on most of the matchups. Distress can nip absolutely anything when you play it, so it's I, I've been really enjoying it. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily main deck it, but if I if I'm looking to approach the discard angle, I mean the only card I can think of that's better Thoughtsies, and you can't play it in standard. So, um, of course, Hymn to Tarak could be fine for the mana cost, but you know, <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> consume the Meek is, is just the supplementary sweeper, obviously against. Um, uh, Tempered Seal, and you've got an extra Consecrated Sphinx for the controller when you need to go big against Valakut or whatever. Uh, two Dismember for extra removal, three Spell Skites, and three Torpor Orbs. So, um, Spell Skites, obviously, Mono Red and Twin and all of that jazz. Torpor Orbs are coming in. The matchups, I'm not main decking them because the matchups that they're good in, they're fucking amazing, but I just feel like I want to be putting more pressure on game one. Like, it really does kind of play out almost like a mid-range deck that can sit back, you know, uh, that kind of can grind out incremental advantage. So, uh, batter skull has been amazing. I absolutely amazing. Like that card has, has gone a long way for me in this deck because you're getting so much mana and you're playing it often on the cheap, uh, and just tacking it onto a solemn to just start bashing is pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? That's it so far. Um, why are you playing black sun Zenith instead of consume the meek in the main deck? That's the only thing that come that jumps out at me. Because I think Consume the Meek is at least, like, against Twin, for instance, you can it's still at least useful. And being instant speed can kill manlands and stuff. And you don't really have any... All your actual creatures cost uh, plenty of mana. That's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> the other card I was thinking about, too, is Life's Finale, potentially, because I can hit six pretty quickly. Um, and I think that card's pretty good against Valigate. I think it's good against, like, yeah. every deck. So, I mean, I'm comfortable with doing, like, a one-and-one one, uh, in the main deck on Life's Finale and Consume the Meek with the supplementary Consume the Meek in the sideboard. But, I mean, would there be situations where Black Sun Zenith would be at all better than either one of those cards? Well, I think if you're playing against, like, Frankie playing Boros, right? And he goes Step Links into Play to Geopede. <laughs> then you're pretty happy that you got a Black Sun Zenith. That's true. But, uh, I mean... Most decks aren't really trying to do that, I think. And being able to kill, like, uh, Glinthawk Idols and stuff out of Tempered Steel is also another bonus of Consume the Meek. It's one of them. That's one of those cards that you got to play around. Yeah, and, and again, with them playing uh, um, the, the Overseer as well, yeah. Black Sun Zenith doesn't play so well with that guy. No. Well, you don't have any Proliferate, really, right, in your deck? Correct, correct. So, so it doesn't matter that much? I mean, like, I've seen that guy versus Contagion Engine, right? And that that's not a fight that you really want to be making. Yeah. Because they still have plus one, plus one counters instead of having minus one, minus one counters for you to proliferate. Yes, exactly, exactly. All right, I like that. So if I make those... So you'd play two Consume the Meek main deck then, or would you play... Like, how would you run that? Yeah, I think I would play two Consume the Meek. I mean, uh, Life's Finale... I think if you're getting to six mana, you really want to do something more proactive against Valakut. 
Yeah. I think them having, like, one Titan in their deck is going to be enough to, like, put the hurt on you. Because they have their Zeniths, and they'll probably have, like, a... They might have one in their hand or whatever already. Right, right, right. Okay. Um... So would you play the two main and the one black sun zenith in sideboard? Or would you just skip on the zenith altogether and just make it a ratchet bomb? Um, I don't know. I think, like, depends if you're expect. you think there might be some random random decks that black sun zenith is maybe better against than consume the meek or ratchet bomb. I think I'd maybe rather have a ratchet bomb. I like, I like that, uh, you know, it's an artifact for your deck and it can kill stuff like Pyromancer Ascension or Swords that can otherwise be annoying. Or O-Ring on your Planeswalkers or something. Yeah. That Jerry T's list is playing, and a lot of people are going to copy that. Well, and truthfully, that's that's what kind of made me okay with the decision to leave it in main deck, right? Yeah. And that was exactly why. So, that's good. Okay, what else? Um, I mean, it looks solid. Uh, I, I can't really get behind three Preordain, though. Yeah, see, I told you. <laughs> Fucking shit, man. I'm like, come on, why are you running three preordained? Yeah. Like, cut any other card for preordained. So what about Jace? I'll cut Jace for Jace for preordained. How do we feel about that? I think I think that's fine. I mean, the one Jace is kind of a little random. You're you're gonna get a Tesseret usually to get your card advantage going on. I agree. Okay. okay. So that's good. So I guess Jerry, Jerry prefers the three preordain one ponder, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't have fetch lands, so that's not going to work for me. <laughs> but uh, it's it's interesting logic behind that, right? What do you guys feel on the the three preordain one ponder? I don't know, like it, like what's the point? I just it doesn't I just don't get it. Like out of the four cards, you've seen one extra card. I'd rather just go with consistency. Consistently, like ways over seeing that one extra card, if you even draw the pre or, or ponder, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think in in a deck like Cobblade, I'd rather have like four priority in every time. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, particularly Cobblade. I mean, I think in most of this de- these decks, like, priority is better than ponder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing with Speaking ponder actually- is that if if you if you choose to shuffle. It takes more time to resolve. So, like, you can catch your breath, you know? (laughs) You can gather your thoughts, man. Hell yeah. Actually, in my mill list, Ponder might be better, because I'm generally looking for, like, that last mill card or the board sweeper. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Ponder, you do get to see one more card with Ponder, right? Well, and I have 14 fetches, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Ponder's so good when you can play it and have a Fetchland in play already, so you do only get to draw one of the cards if there's, like, two pieces of crap there. Yep, exactly. And if there's two good cards, you just don't fetch. Right, yeah, which actually can backfire, though, because if you need the mana for, like, a counter, you're like, oh, bye-bye cards I need. Yeah. You just have to pay out what's more important at that point. But I've noticed, like, I actually run into that quite a bit with Ponder in my uh, Twin Pod list. I was never quite sure, like, I'd I'd have to crack the fetch to do something, and then I'd be like, shit, I just had to shuffle away this other card I need. But what was more important? Like, that's one reason I like Preordain, because those decisions actually don't come up. I don't know. It's tough to say. You definitely have to have the fetches so you have the option, though, with Ponder. Yeah. 
but Ponder's definitely a lot better for like if you're if you're playing against someone who has discard spells, it's much much better because you get to hide like your best card on top of your deck. Right, right. For next turn or whatever. That's true. So I mean, they both have their advantages, but definitely I think in control decks, preordain is the one. I mean, no none of the control decks were ever playing Ponder, right? They were, but then preordain came around and people were skeptical, but uh, you know, got, eventually got one over. Because Puritan, Puritan just does so many good things. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think really Ponder only better in a format like like Legacy or, or Vintage particularly, where, you know, drawing that Ancestral Recall or Black Lotus or Yawgmoth's Wheel or whatever, you know, is a lot more valuable than drawing, you know, one good card and putting two bad cards on the bottom. So uh, apparently, all there's there's quite a few pros that are brewing up uh, some spicy numbers for the uh, for nationals. Um, do you guys have any uh, standouts that you want to get behind for the purposes of you know the tournament? Like, do you, do you think that there's anyone that uh, is far and away a favorite? Yeah, Matt Mar. <laughs> Matt Mar uh, plug. Matt Mar plug. Who's Matt Mar? shit i'm gonna leave this podcast (laughs) oh he's my buddy he's a pro tour player has it actually been established though i forget that you are not the same person that he's not your you're not like the peter parker to his spider-man i don't know i don't know (laughs) no one's ever really said right (laughs) (laughs) because i thought that was uh you know hinted that it might be a possibility I'm the fucking Spider-Man of uh, the Magic Pro Tour. <laughs> no, Matt Mar's a real person, and he really was on Twitter, by the way. However, he just, like, stopped learning how to use it, and therefore does not use it anymore. Some people rumored that I made his Twitter, <laughs> just like I did uh, Koldatha Phoenix and Spellskite, except Spellskite was not mine. That was all Mr. KYT. Was it? Who, yes. Who apparently has left the podcast. <laughs> oh, should we, should what's we, up, uh, what's go up with KYT, man? He's such a bad hose these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he's just like, I just got to show up. It's my podcast. It's how I do. It depends on his mood. I think he doesn't drink enough during the podcast because that's actually my, um, uh, shit. I lost the word I was going to use. But... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's because I keep the mic, and I never, like, sometimes when I have to get something from, like, my drawer or something, I forget to unmute it, that's all. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. No, but drinking is the way to go. It, <laughs> it always uh always makes for better podcasts. Let's just put it that way. But don't, don't, don't drink, don't, kids. Don't make a Mark son out of him. <laughs> just got to make sure that you, yeah, those Asians, when they get drinking, I don't know. No, um, you just got to make sure you're drinking responsibly, you know? Drink to have fun and not to become a dick. That's my problem. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. So we got to figure out what we're going to do at uh, Nationals weekend. So, like, what's what's the what's the, um, the calendar like? So are you guys coming into town? Does it happen on Thursday? Like, what's the deal with that? Grinders or when? Like, let, let's let the public know. What's going on? Well, I believe grinders are on Friday, the Friday, uh, so it should be less, slightly less than two weeks 
like uh, the the week after this comes out, the fr- that Friday that week. So the, I think it's the 18th. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. So, no, the, no, the 19th. The 19th. It's Friday. And, right. Uh, yeah. So grinders are on the Friday, and then you've got basically like day one, which is standard, or or day one standard and limited. Day one is standard and limited. Uh, usually day one is you have the three rounds of standard, mm. then three you draft, then you three rounds of limited with that draft deck, and then you draft again. You have one round of limited with that deck, and then day two, then that's the end of day one. So then day two's two more rounds of limited, three rounds of constructed, cut to top eight. Gotcha. Well, I know for sure that uh, Lansdale and I will be there on. Uh, Saturday for sure. Um, I think Lansdale's going to try to grind in on Friday. Uh, I know that uh, Andy from Commander Cast is going to be there as well. So we're going to, uh, we'll all be cheering on and railbirding and playing some side events. So it'll be uh, quite the quite the time for everyone. I think it's going to be uh, going to be awesome. You guys feeling good about your chances or uh, like what have you guys been doing to prepare aside from your 30 drafts in the last week, Alex? Well, I've been mostly practicing limited because I feel pretty good about constructed. Uh, like I, I, I feel I don't feel bad going against basically any deck with pyromancer except for vampires. Mm. I don't want to get the blood sucked out of me. But uh, I don't feel as comfortable about draft yet. So I want to I want to draft that format a lot because it's the same draft format for nationals, the Pro Tour, and GP Montreal. Nice. So. Okay. What about you, KYT? Just playing a lot of, because of the PTQ, just playing a lot of uh, Constructed and trying to find, uh, I don't think Codblade's what it used to be, so really have to, like you guys said, uh, <laughs> got to find something else, because uh, no. that's been my, or it could be Mill, uh, something else, and, uh, but, uh, like, Saturday, come Saturday, it, you know, I could easily audible back to, to Codblade, I've been playing it forever, and, uh, is something I'm most comfortable with, and instead of like making a bunch of misplays with uh, silly Splinter Twin and not sideboarding properly, so I might win more. Like I might expect to win more games with that. Uh, limited, I just have. I've been talking to people like Alex um, about just certain theories that that I never really uh, decided to pay attention to, like. Um, the importance of signals, or do you take the best card versus the more the more flexible card? And these are things that I haven't really t- taken a serious look at. So, you know, last year was my first national, so I was more in the "yay, I made it" stage. And then this time, I'm actually aiming to do like really well. So, good. All right. Well, guys, uh, do we do we have anything else this week, or uh, are we going to go on to shoutouts? I'm game with shoutouts. Shoutouts it is. Sure. Frank! (laughs) Shoutouts. Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to my girlfriend with whom it's it's complicated, but... (laughs) Girlfriend plug. She's she's there to support me, so uh, shout-out to her. And uh, shout-out to my boys uh, Mexican, Tremblay, and uh, uh, McChuck. Those are the guys that are I'm 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 kind of supported them with uh, my ballers collection, so I'm hoping 
one of them does does good and brings back some uh, some goodies for me at the PTQ. Oh, Mexican is playing the PTQ. Yep. Oh yeah, well, he hasn't played in a long time. So is uh, is he black? No, he's Mexican. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, we have a Mexican friend, and we call him Mexican. Nice, that's awesome. That, that's the way we roll. Yeah, I met nice. the guy like five years ago or something, and is and like you know another person introduces us. Hey, this is this is Mexican. Mexican. This is Alex. I'm like, what's your real name? It's like, no, just call me Mexican. Like, okay. <laughs> so his actual name is Francisco. He's known as Yatre online. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's cool. He because he 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 quit. Uh, well, he quote unquote quit Magic uh, a while ago, and he hasn't played for a while. So it'd be cool to see him at the PTQ. So I'll give him a shout out if it's, if it's my turn. And uh, yeah. shout outs to uh, everybody who drove the guys in my car: uh, Joey Smith, uh, Davies Clark, and Robert Babadabuchi, uh for an excellent trip, even though a bit longer than I hoped, to London, Ontario. <laughs> Uh, shout out to you guys for having me on. It's awesome. Uh, I don't know. Um, shout out to uh, Nick LeBlanc for and Rob Anderson for drafting with me a bunch this week. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Oh, shout out to Eugene O for uh, pointing <laughs> out that uh, pacifism is uh, is a shit card in M12 Limited. Yeah, he says he takes like rune claw bears over pacifism. Wasn't yeah. it the phantasmal bear? <laughs> yeah, it might be phantasmal bear even. Yeah, so he likes his bears. Yeah, he's uh, he likes drafting bear tribal, and then he plays uh, you know the the uh, automated uh, automatic automaton or whatever, and you know names bear, and just gets in there for a while. <laughs> nice. That's... I do love me some bears. <laughs> But good Rawr. god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, uh, Jesse, go ahead. Sure, uh, I'll give no shout. Actually, I'll give a shout out to uh, AJ for hooking us up. He's gonna sign some brainstorms, and you all have a chance to win if you comment on our last episode. Although, I guess we're probably gonna continue it through this episode too. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, might as well, right? Yep. Uh, so comment on our episodes. You'll have a chance to win a playset of signed AJ Soccer Brainstorm. So, uh, you know, comment. And you know what? I gave Henry a shout-out last podcast, and I didn't see a fucking comment anywhere from the kid, man. What disrespect is that shit? Unreal. Absolutely <laughs> uh, unreal. Anti-shout-out anti to Henry because he did not comment on our podcast. Nice. Yeah, and uh, thank you guys for coming on, Alex and uh, Frankie. Fucking, I understand why people love you now, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so, Frankie's uh, the best. Yeah, yeah. So I'll pass on the torch to KYT, whose mic is probably muted. I think he's talking to his mom, so I'll I'll go. Ma'am, <laughs> okay. ma'am. Um, so uh, shout out to uh, obviously you guys, Frankie. Thanks for coming on board, Alex. Congratulations. Excellent work, well deserved. Um, I want to uh, give a shout out to the Boosh for not being here, so that we can have you guys on. <laughs> uh, um, shout out to uh, 
Auger, Jake Antonez, um, and yeah. Marshall from Limited Resources for doing such a good and quick job, and Daichi's too as well, uh, for verifying the situation with um, Spellskite. I'm now going to kill more people with their own Spellskites. Uh, on that note, before you go too far, um, to uh, Jake, I want to give a shout-out to Jake too for his uh, tournament series videos that uh, you can find on 60cards.com. They're actually pretty sweet, and they're going to... They already got better by week two. It's like the magic show, but um, it's not Evan Irwin. Right, yeah. Silence, hello? So, um, <laughs> no, 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 I wanted to let that, I just wanted to let that sink in a bit. Is that like the, you know, the Facebook, uh, the thing, you know, with, it's like uh, with Google Plus, it's like, what's Google Plus like? It's like Facebook. What, what's, what's good about it? It's not Facebook. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, exactly. Hey, exactly hey, it. I, I am, I am actually Evan Irwin and the Magic Show fan. So, but anyways, Carrie Dan, you should definitely not tweet out, or edit out that silence. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? No, you know what? Evan is a fantastic guy. You know, yeah, no, he's uh, like he's awesome nothing, for the game. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just I'm I'm just trolling because you know I can't. Mm-hmm. So on that note, shout out to Doug PPR. He's uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, Evan is uh, he's not obstinate ballot, but he's uh, he's a ravenous ballot. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> and KYT's ravenous baboons. <laughs> so uh, take a look at the picture on that. Yeah. So shout out to uh shout out to my wife. Um wife plug. Yeah. Uh she sent her first tweet today. Yeah, impressive. So I'll have to uh get her uh Twitter address and I'll I'll send her up with a follow Friday and see how well that works. That's gonna be insane. So yeah, anyways. Uh that's it. And uh yeah. Next week, I don't know who we're going to have on board, but uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> KYT? Oh, KYT. I just figured he was done. <laughs> no, he said he's back. I don't know. Like, my mom always likes to, like, I think she does this on purpose. Like, I tell she likes her. to I po- make sure you're not playing with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> tell her for sure that I podcast on Thursday, and she's, like, standing at my door. Like waiting for me to like stop talking or something, and I'm like I'm <laughs> I'm talking to you like she's like waiting for her turn. I'm like this is kind of awkward. <laughs> she's like staring at me while I'm talking about magic. Anyways, <laughs> shoutouts to my creepy mom. <laughs> <laughs> shoutouts to obviously Alex and Frank for joining us tonight. Um, it was fun. Um, Alex specifically because I think you know you and Justin will be like are my sounding board for uh, for me in terms of magic and uh, will be a key reason if I do well at Nats or, or this PTQ. Um, shoutouts to Karibo so, uh, on MTGO, one of Jesse's yeah. uh, buddies. Well, guys that yeah. play his list at, at the Australian Nationals and top eight it. And uh, he's been a great playtesting partner. Uh, Chris Massioli, who I've probably butchered his last name again for, for playtesting Tempered Steel with me. Larry Swayze, who actually uh, also was willing to playtest with me a bunch uh, against Splinter Twin. So, you know, a lot of people on MTGO. And Sean uh, Pacconi just, just joined and said MTGO has opened his eyes uh, because he doesn't have, like, a competitive local playgroup. So he started playing against me, like, uh, just this week, 
he built his Cobblade deck. I played, you know, Splinter Twin, and, and he's like, wow, like, I really want to join a serious playtest group, and, and he emailed me to join one, and, um, you know, sadly, like, most of the guys that I know don't actually play on MTGO that much, because it's, you know, fucking expensive if you actually want to have all the decks, but uh, it's cool to see him uh, join uh, and, and play against him, and uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head, so I'm done. <laughs> For sure. I think that wraps it up. All right. Um... Okay, predictions for U.S. Nationals champion. It actually okay. starts tomorrow. Day one starts yeah. tomorrow, so we're going to yeah. see actually the CF Channel Fireball deck tomorrow. Like, yeah, you guys are going to get to hear who's right with their predictions, or if we're all wrong, which is the most likely outcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Scott, you first, man. Sounds like you you have a prediction. Oh, God. How many do I have to pick? Do I have to pick the whole team? No, I just pick one guy, and if you like... like we'll see who does the best. One guy like, to make player. the team. Jerry's not playing. <laughs> so, yeah. Can't pick okay. that guy. Um, AJ is, though. Yeah. I'm just taking a quick scroll here. Edgar Flores will try to grind in. Do you have the Do you have the list somewhere? If you guys are too slow, I'm going to go ahead and first go, Frank. pick Ben Stark. Ooh. I was like, thinking about Ben Stark, too. That's good. I'd like yeah. to see that guy uh, do good and uh, do the team. I'm going to go second, and then I'll, I'm going to say LSV. <laughs> can't go wrong with with uh, three letter acronym people, you know. They're all they're all pretty my, awesome. My second pick would be uh, PV, except that he's in Brazil and oh, doesn't right. play in the U.S. Nationals. <laughs> Is so. there a player list that you're looking at, Scott? No, I'm just scrolling through website affiliations and trying to get a look at that. Okay, I found it. Oh, you did? Put it in the chat window. Ooh, yeah, Josh Layton would be a sexy pick. Yeah, he would be. Runner, runner. The Canadian champ, Jaysar Elrar, did it. Two years in a row national champion. <laughs> Didn't he cheat, though? <laughs> no. David so, Chiu. He's a good guy. So these are invites, but not all these people are going. Right. So like, Jerry's got the invite. But he's not going? The EV seems fine on it. You get like seven hundred bucks for eighth yeah, place or something. He might be busy. I mean, I, I know you're picked, Smitty. Matt Moore. Matt Moore, dude. I ain't picking I, no uh, one else. Matt Moore. So you, I but, really like Owen this year. That's um uh, yeah. I really like Owen's. Owen. I I like Owen Turtle. You know what? I, I don't nope. see. I don't necessarily see him winning the thing, but I can totally see him taking third alternate. Like he's. I think he's. He's gonna be fine. If if they if Channel Fireball comes up with the deck, um, he's got the mad skills to run it. Dude, I don't know. I am a uh, Brad Nelson fan. I'm going Brad Nelson. Not Matt Marr. No, I guess Anthony if Matt Marr wins, though, you're gonna you're you're gonna be happy enough, right? So you might as well hedge your bets. Absolutely. Patrick Chapin? Anyone? <laughs> Is he going? Yeah, he's saying he's not playing Cobbley on his Facebook. <laughs> Um, so is that who you're voting for, KYT? Uh, well, Adam Yurchik is obviously a, a good friend of mine, and I want him to do well. Um, after coming on the cast, I actually uh, hope AJ finds the fire that he's missing and and does well at this uh, at this tournament. I have to say, I'm rooting for AJ in this one, and but wouldn't be surprised to see Joshua uh, Josh Earl in uh, 
not repeat, but uh, make the team again because he's he's been doing good, I think. Yeah. All right, guys. Now, who do you hate draft? <laughs> who do you hate draft? <laughs> like, who's the guy that you want to like? You want him to go O2 drop? <laughs> oh man! So who are you calling the curse out on? Oh God! I don't know. I don't. I don't. There's not. There's not too much hate in my body to uh, <laughs> want someone. Come to just... on! Come on! Um, okay. Is there a douchebag? For me, there's John Conrad Colos. <laughs> oh, the guy who wears the rapist glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Actually, that's the guy I had spotted that, like, made me, like, come up with the suggestion. <laughs> Man, I played him at, at GP Montreal. That was, like, my first big tournament ever. And he cheated against me, and I just like didn't know it because I was a beginning player, so I didn't call a judge. I just let him take it back, and uh, and yeah. So and then like keep reading this coverage of him being really really sketchy, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> I would not be. I don't know. I would not be displeased if he went O2 drop or whatever. <laughs> Actually, my bad. My bad. Correct. I correct my pick. My pick's Drew Levin for sure. <laughs> There you go. Oh, you're still sucking up to him, man. Yeah, I, I'm still... <laughs> I get suck up to everyone. Um, it's a lot of really awesome players with invites to this, eh? Like, I know that goes without saying, but like, even I'm just saying from a personality standpoint, too. Like, like You run the list, and there are some ridiculously talented people on this list. It really... Yep. It's, it's honestly going to be whoever's got the deck. Assuming like like some of these names, it's assuming they're going. Like I wish, I wish Finkel was going. Like I'm assuming he's not. Like. No, but I wish Randy Bueller was going. How yeah. would that be? <laughs> He'd be like, "How do I play?" I, I keep forgetting. I, I'm, I'm used to commentating on other people playing. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like any of these guys could do extremely well. Yeah, it's it's gonna whoever's gonna show up and wants it the most with the best deck is gonna take it. It's unreal. Every screen, I just every screen is more and more amazing players. Ooh, yeah, Paul Ritzel, man. Well, yeah. all the guys that are qualified on pro uh, on pro rating, like they're all they're all names we've heard like many times in in recent years. Not really. Some of them aren't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about you guys. Well, I've never heard, a lot I've of, never like, heard a of uh, Zohar Bagat, but that's it's just funny. It's funny. That was exactly who I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking hate draft that guy. I have no idea who he is. You know, like the, I, pl- I played, I I played against that guy uh, at Pro Tour Austin, and he's he's uh, one of the guys that beat me in constructed. <laughs> oh, wow, what a coincidence! He, he, and the guy went on and he won uh, GP Minneapolis a few months uh, later. And they made they made that awesome headline. Don't mess with the Zohar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's yeah. his claim to fame. Man, that's too much of a coincidence, guys. He's definitely winning it. We know it, right? <laughs> it's like a slime from above <laughs> or below, whatever. <laughs> Follow up on Jesse's comment. Maybe uh, Cedric Phillips, if he shows up, there's no way he can win because he's already too lucky, right, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm lost. 
I think I'm, I'm just referring to the fact that you uh, kind of alluded uh, very clearly that uh, you wanted to um, – no, you alluded very clearly to the fact that Cedric Phillips likely has a very large penis. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say that on the last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Is this a pounds of penis thing? Yes. Terrible. <laughs> 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 so oh, God. I can't, I can't go against uh, Cedric Phillips because I won my, uh, my qualification by playing his deck, so. <laughs> nice. A Kithkin, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I've, I've talked to him, and I think. You can guess what he's playing. White Weenie. I think he's he's well. He's been taste testing Tempered Steel this week, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's no yeah. Mythic deck, I guess. That's that's yeah. the deck he likes, right? Yeah, yeah. He came out with a really solid red deck wins. Uh, after shoot, I forget which after, what rotation it was after though. With uh, Molten Tail Masticore, it was popular for a short little bit. My my hate draft pick is. Uh, Shaheen Sorani. You don't like you don't like because he doesn't like preordain. And <laughs> I, think he, I think he's wrong. So are we? Uh, yeah, let's. So we're so done. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, we're done. Thanks everybody I... for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See you guys next week. Ta-ka! Spouse guy. Dude, dude, you guys, I got a mill dance too. What you do, you kind of like act like you're counting cards with your hand. You go, and then you flip them upside down because that's how you do when you throw them in your graveyard. <laughs> so it's the mill dance.